BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is The Vault by Access Hollywood. We're taking you on an epic journey into the heart of Hollywood with iconic interviews and fascinating conversations from the biggest stars in the business. The Vault opens now. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I am Zuri Hall, and today we gave Scott Evans the day off so that I could bring in a very special guest, the most special guest, just in time for Father's Day, my dad. Hi, dad. Hey, honey. How are you doing? I'm doing so well. Uh, my dad's name is Joe, Joseph, Joe Hall. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? I'm hey. happy to be here. Oh. Nice to meet y'all, even though I can't see you. <laughs> Wow, you're off to a strong start. Okay, so it's obviously Father's Day, worthy of celebration. This guy is. So I got to brag on on my homie for a minute. Some amazing things about you. What's uh, my favorite thing about dad? Uh, um, my dad is super hardworking, and he would give the shirt off his back for the people that he cares about. And I got my work ethic from him and my ambition from him and my sense of integrity from him. And he's just an all-around good guy. And he gets sensitive in his old age. So I feel like he's going to start crying <laughs> before the end of this. Uh, maybe, but I'll be okay. We'll make it through yeah, this you thing. Can handle it. Okay. As long as she's here beside me, I'm good. Oh, we can handle this. Okay, let's, what's a fun fact about my dad? Mm-hmm. We have this, well, that's not a fun fact. We have the same monkey tooth. There's one yeah. tooth that jets out more than the others. The same the monkey, left. too. Yeah, this one. You used to have the same monkey, monkey everything. Wonky, yeah. Wonky, Or wonky. Yeah, yeah. this tooth. Nobody cares because they can't. <laughs> I didn't even know fact. we had a wonky tooth. Okay. What's a fun fact? You used to be addicted to uh, Coca-Cola. <laughs> you were, was it a teenager? No, it wasn't Coca-Cola. It was Pepsi. Pepsi. Yeah. yeah. What? But that was you that was when that. I was a teenager. And then you 18, 17, 18, I drank too much pop. In Probably fact, still do. It was a good replacement for water. For water, yeah. There's a really bad story about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was under the impression that pop was replacement for water because it was liquid. Yeah. So I went about a week without drinking water and I was drinking a lot of Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, I got locked up real bad. <laughs> but I, I made it through, so I'm you fine. Made it through. Yeah. I drink more water. I still don't drink enough. Mm-hmm. But everybody should drink water. It's good for you. Drink your water, fun. boys and girls. <laughs> the um, bad habit I have. Um, what makes you an exceptional dad? Let's see. What is the, the best thing? You're a, you're a good judge of, uh, like, a good judge and jury. Like, you're really fair, I feel like. I try like to you, be. You don't, 
pick sides or like get into the weeds with us and our chaos. <laughs> Until I get all the information as much as I can. Yeah, then first to get yeah. the information, yeah. so that's good. Okay. Okay. So um, we're going to tell the folks at home a little bit about growing up in Toledo, where I was born and raised in Toledo with my parents and my two brothers. When you think about like how far I've come in my career and like obviously now I'm in LA at Access Hollywood doing American Ninja Warrior and all of that stuff. But did you always know that I would end up in the entertainment business? I didn't know that you were going to end up in the entertainment business, but I knew that whatever it was, you were going to be successful because you were always ambitious and driven. There was no doubt about that. Voracious reader at an early age, too. I told you that story about walking past your bedroom. You can tell this story. Oh, well, (laughs) when Zuri was younger, when she was a baby, um, at that point in time, I was laid off for a year, a year and a half. And I spent a lot of time reading and, and spending time and just, just educating her as much as I could to the best of my ability at that time. But anyway, <laughs> she had, she developed this voracious appetite for reading. I mean, books and stuff. So any, I was walking by her bedroom. This is jump forward to the time she was 12. I was walking by her bedroom and the door was cracked. And... Um, I was walking by and she was in the bedroom and she was laughing to herself. And she says, laughingly, I just love to read. (laughs) And I was so struck by that. And I started laughing to myself as I was walking by because reading education does have a profound effect or impact on youngsters. But she was 12 years old and and it was just a wonderful Mm -hmm. thing to know that she just loved reading. Nerd life. Nerd life, yeah. yeah. It got a little bit of that nerdness for me, I think. Yeah, you're, you're a book nerd. <laughs> okay, so you didn't know if I would be in the entertainment business or not, but was there anything about me as a kid that you were like, this girl's going to be on Access Hollywood. She's going to be a star. She's going to be on a big screen. Well, you know, we had that camcorder, and we oh, used to record right. So what, <laughs> what she would do, she would put together little skits and pretend she was, what, the uh, a talk show host or radio host. Remember you did that with, yeah. with Shamari and Joseph when they were small? Wow, you had the little desk there. Oh, no, you don't remember y'all were in the living room and you had the desk there and you were the host of the show and you were interviewing Joseph and Shamari. You had that on the camcorder. Oh, you had those, gosh. Yeah, on those discs that, that we had there. I definitely Yeah, you do. Wow. And you tell it, Joseph is probably about, Five. He was my like, first, like, yeah, guest about four or five. Yeah, five. I'm surprised that you didn't well, remember. You're gonna have to find the lost files. Yeah, so you know, from an early age, yeah, early age, you started. It was written in the. Script. And then you re- wrote the script when what was that play that you had with the camcorder with um? Oh yeah, I used to that? always write plays. Yeah, and then I would hold casting on the front porch of the house, and I would have the neighborhood kids line up at the. What was that play when um? Shamari was coming, was backing out of the window upstairs in your bedroom oh, when, when, um, we were shooting music videos. Yeah, yeah, and then him and Azari were like dating. They were yeah, like, yeah, something so, like that, y'all were oh, doing. Gosh. But I, I was re- amazed at the way he was trying to shoot that scene where he was actually, because that was on the second level and the front mm-hmm. porch roof was there. He wasn't actually going out on the porch, but it looked like he was crawling yeah. in through the window. You remember that? Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. I had a producer's mind at uh, a very early yes, age. You did. I wouldn't mind. know anything about producing and all that stuff, but it was <laughs> cute. Go ahead. Was I a good kid or did I get into trouble? Actually, 
to be honest, you really were a good kid. And I'm not just saying that. You were a good kid. Oh, for sure. There, you had moments. What moments? I was never bad. I might have been a little sassy or attitude but I did not do, I never got into trouble intentionally. I never no, was no, like, no, no, no. I'm going to do this and no. just. You spent, you spent a lot of time with your books, I think. And you were pretty much, at that point, you were a little more introverted. Super introverted. I always tell people I was really shy growing up. You were shy. And so the books and you being shy and staying away from boys, that was a good thing. Well, I wasn't staying away from boys by choice. I was staying away from boys because you were a hater and wouldn't let me be great. You're great now. Oh, my gosh. We're talking about those. I was so mad because, first of all, I was not allowed to date in high school. I don't recall. Well, I recall not true. being allowed yeah, to date in high that's school. Probably true. And then on my sweet 16, I was like, this is my moment. This is my day. We had my birthday party at my Aunt Mel's house, and the neighborhood boys tried to come to the party. And my dad was sitting on the porch like a bouncer at a nightclub. <laughs> I remember that. It was <laughs> not funny. <laughs> turning away all of the boys. I wasn't turning away all of the boys. I was just there to make sure everything stayed straight. Now. Stay boyless yeah. <laughs> um what was the funniest thing i've ever done as a kid or have i ever embarrassed you i can honestly say you've never embarrassed me no no i can't no i can ne- i would remember those moments believe <laughs> i thought that you was kind of sneaky when you were younger i was sneaky yeah I remember that, that time you got your grandfather to take you to mommy valley to oh. take that test i was so <laughs> That was funny. Okay, this is the story about um, your friend wanted to go and um, they had asked her to come out for an interview or something. To come so out. basically the private school that I ended up going to, they were having scholarship testings and, you know, you had to go take the, the standardized test or all these things to see which kids were I don't know, smart enough, academically gifted enough to be gifted an academic scholarship to attend the, the, the private independent school. So my friend at the time, one of my closest friends wanted to go. And so she was like, you should go too. And then we can go to school together and it'll be amazing. And then I was like, it would be amazing. This school sounds awesome. Yeah, but I want to tell the sneaky part. Oh, for sure. I just had to set the stage first. And to be clear, context, it was a really expensive school, like the best in the, in Northwest Ohio, you know, and in the end, I ended up going. It was awesome. Um, but my parents didn't want me to go to the testing because it was so expensive. No, no. I didn't really know about the, the testing and the expenses because that wasn't in the initial stages. When you went with your friend, uh-huh. it was just to go with her so that they could evaluate her. And see no, if- no, that wasn't in it. We both wanted to go and see this. We spent the whole night listening to classical music and studying up in my room because we read that if you study with classical music, it helps you retain information better. When I showed up that day, I was trying to get a scholarship too. No, you not the it was given to me at the time. She was supposed to have gone and with you went with her. And once you got there, you came back and said, well, I want to go there too. Oh, so, you mean, oh, I went for like a tour. A then. tour, whatever oh, it was. I don't know. So like maybe, maybe we went and checked out the school and I was like, oh my gosh, this place is amazing. I want right. to attend. Okay. Maybe that. Yeah, that's but what yeah, happened. When the testing then. happened. And so then remember when they came, you went back, you went, you kept asking me about going to the school and I kept hesitating. I talked to your mother and we were concerned about the cost because we weren't rich. We weren't poor, but we weren't rich and we had other expenses and everything. So anyway, I was kind of mm, hesitant. Yeah. And, and 
trying to see, not consciously, to see if you really wanted to go. So I kind of ignored you and you keep asking me, well, I want to go and take me and I'll tell your mother and we'll see, maybe she'll eventually change her mind or it won't be a big deal. But I was always working too much. And so time kept passing and each time they had a testing, you know, I wasn't aware you would ask to go. Mm -hmm. And I would say, okay, okay, we will, we'll see. But what happened, you went to your grandfather mm -hmm. and, and my mom's um, dad and, and had him take you. You didn't ask me or your mother because we apparently were a little bit too slow. And what happened, he ended up taking you. He was my getaway driver. So I was like, Papa, this is the plan. Meet me outside of the house. I'll hop in the van. Don't ask any questions. Drive straight to Mormon Family Country Day School. Go, go, go. And so then after you had gone mm -hmm. and you did whatever y'all do out there to take Taking the test. Taking the test. It was hours of testing. And later you got the scholarship mm -hmm. and then it was, okay, Valencia, what are we going to do? You know, that's an expensive school and we're okay, but we've got two boys. Yeah. And the biggest issue was I didn't want to separate the family. Mm -hmm. So um, I talked to Valencia and we decided, well, well, I told them, I called the school and told them that I didn't want to separate the boys. So they said, okay, well, Mr. Hall, maybe we can make some arrangements and work something out with you for the boys. And then they did, and we lived happily ever after. <laughs> yes. I don't know about happily ever after. Yes, we did. Yes, well, we did. Almost happily ever after. Whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, it worked out. It did That work was out. sneaky. I got to attend the school. It was a little bit sneaky on the front end, but look at all of the awesomeness that yeah, came from that six years of great education. Yes, absolutely. I think they're one of the best schools mm -hmm. one that around. Here, here, go Hawks. Um, was there ever a gift that I made or did for Father's Day that stood out to you or like a favorite Father's Day memory? Do you remember my the bust of my head? Oh yeah. I love that thing. It's on my front in my living room mantelpiece. I think one of your ears has fallen off yeah, at this point. Well, no, it's the eyebrow. Because oh. you didn't you didn't stick it up there real tight. But that's my most favorite piece from you. It's right there on my mantelpiece. I look at it, I smile some, a lot of times when I'm walking past. That's why it's on the living room mantelpiece. Buddy, how old was I when I made that? I think you were about 12. Y'all were in that art class then, 12, 13, yeah. I think it was 12 yeah. when you first got there. Yeah, I would say 11 or 12 I think when I 12. think about the artistic capabilities. Well, then, if I was 13 and it well, was like that, I mean, your artistic abilities were a little bit in question at the time, but it didn't matter. <laughs> so cool. it, was, it was a beautiful bus. It didn't matter. Fact, here's a fun fact about my dad. You were a really good artist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, I was going to uh, major in art in school. In college, actually, but yeah. I changed the major to business. My mother told me, she says, well, how are you going to make any money? I'm like, <laughs> how are you going to survive? You know, and I'm like, okay, well, Aww. but I still did a little dibble dabbling in art, but nothing yeah. serious. It's really good. The drawings that would be hanging up in grandma's house. And I remember that lady where she was in that like loincloth yeah. walking away. And then that dude with the crawling hand up crawling up, up the cliff to come get her. her. Yeah, that was That's one funny. of my earlier ones. Yeah. Yes, your early works. Early works. Get your Joe Hall originals <laughs> coming to a Squarespace online <laughs> e-commerce website. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to do a quiz with you. A quiz? Yeah, it's a little game, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, I spend a lot of time on the red carpet, so we're just going to do rapid fire. Stinker, I don't... Can I call you? Stinker? Yeah, you can call me Stinker. Well, spoiler alert, guys, my nickname is Stinker. Yeah, no, that's what I... But, but you know, because I... 
the red carpet stuff. I don't keep up, you know. Y'all, he yeah. is so clueless about his face. Buddy, don't stress. This is going to be so easy. It's All not right, that well, that's crazy. a good thing because I don't know anything about... <laughs> I was seeing you watched you on the red carpet yeah. and some of that stuff. But my I, mom, you guys, she's oh, the yeah. one who's she's more like in it, like literally, because she'll come out and like, because my dad works so much, my mom will come out and like she's crashed some red carpets with me. She met um Jeff Goldblum. Yes, Goldblum, I love him. I but so my dad's never actually gotten to go to like a red carpet event with no, me yet, have you? No, I haven't. No. We're gonna have to make that happen. We'll do a red carpet. Um, okay, so we're going to quiz you on some of your favorite things, okay? Um, what's one celebrity? If you could meet any celebrity, who would it be? A celebrity? Any famous person. They don't even have to be super famous now. It could be from, like, back in your heyday. Joe, young Joe in his 20s. I like Robert De Niro. Oh, that happened yeah. so quickly. Yeah. I've interviewed him quite a few oh, times. Oh, have you? I, well, I think I saw one when you were on yeah. that, the carpet thing nice guy oh he, he seemed to be i don't know stoic in, a, in, yeah. a, in an endearing way i'll bet he, he is but i in a lot of his movies i really enjoyed him he did a lot of those the gangster the movies the guy, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the and he's a great 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 actor he's a great actor he's, he's yeah. Very he's amazing. Yeah. okay robert de niro let's see if we can make that happen okay what was who's your favorite musician um marvin gay Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Oh, here's another fun fact. My dad can sing too. He used to sing. I used to be able to. He you know, he's got all my creativity from, honestly. Yeah. It's all from you. Yeah. I, I used to be in a group in college. You, you yeah. 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 Another fun fact. Tell them about the, the group that you used to be in in college at Ohio University. Well, it was me. Um, I forget the two young ladies' name, but obviously Arsenio Hall's name stands out. We took photo back then, but we were, I was, uh, we weren't very good, but we tried. <laughs> and, and even though we had some good voices, but we we did some shows. And now when I think back and I look back on some of the things in the groups that, and we've tried to perform, I think, man, we didn't really know anything. <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah, we did. We had fun. So Are you going to sing like, for the people? You no, going to sing some Marvin Gaye? No. Oh, you're feeling shy. Yeah, whatever. Go on. Wait. Wait, what's a Marvin Gaye song? I was about to sing Al Jarreau. What's Hold going on. on? What are you talking about? Yeah. There's so many of you. Yeah, I was listening to that yesterday with um, Robert Sifflin, that album. That, that album You're not going to sing it? No, because I can't. Bunch, 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 when you get older, you you lose and you, you don't have the, change, the transitions in the notes. It's all different. It's when it goes. My dad takes this so seriously. You think, I, you think that's how to get what I'm yeah. doing? I'm just whatever. But I'm a self-conscious. <laughs> I'm self-conscious I'm about that. Okay, I won't be self-conscious. Okay, let's sing it together. How does the song go? Mother, mother, there's too many of you crying. Brother, 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 there's far too many of you dying. Bro, how does mixtape of 2021 dropping soon? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll produce your debut album. Oh, great. Then I'll do I get the do I get paid? 10%. I'll take 90 off the top. Oh, that sounds fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay. What is your favorite movie? I don't know. I, I'm going back to Robert De Niro genre. I, I like The Sopranos, although that wasn't a movie. That was a series. Mm-hmm. I watched that. I like, I like The Sopranos. That's I, I like the the dif- the distinction, the differences in the characters and personalities, and 
the conflicts with good and evil and those types of things and how you struggle past them or not, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of things like that. But um, that's, that's Sopranos would be the movie, not the movie, but the, 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 show. the show that I've watched. That counts, that but counts. But I didn't watch a lot of movies. Um, what is one album that you can keep playing all day long? Stevie Wonder. I knew you were going to say Stevie. Stevie Wonder. Because that's what I go to automatically because that's all you oh, play growing yeah. up. Yeah, I love that album. And there's so many me messages. He has so that's, many. That's the the um, one with the yellow, yeah, red, yeah, orange yeah, circles. The, um, yeah. Songs Oops, in the Key the of song, Life. Songs, songs in the Key of Life. Songs in the Key of Life. Yeah. And there's so many deep, profound messages in his music. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the artists, now don't get me wrong, I like I have a lot of albums, a lot of music I can't think of name-wise right now, but Stevie Wonder absolutely stands out as one of the most... Mm -hmm most in-depth emotional and and the lyrics and the, the sound and the beauty of his music is yeah. just wonderful. Yeah, I concur. Um, do you have a favorite interview of mine that you've ever seen me do? What interview have you seen me do that you're like, oh, that was cute. I've seen so many. I mean, but I can't, I, especially the one that stands out obviously is with you and Oprah. Mm. You know, <laughs> do you, did just, you see the uh, one where I gave her a loaf of bread? No, yeah, she was like, oh, I love bread. <laughs> so, as a joke, the first time I met her, I gave her a loaf of bread, and she was like, Thank this you so much. Next time, toast it. Like, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, Oprah's a good one. Denzel, Den I think Denzel yeah. just briefly behind yeah. that, but Denzel Washington, yeah. Because uh, I ended up talking to Denzel, matter of fact, about you. Oh, I didn't we, know that, yeah, because it was off camera, well, it was on camera, but didn't make air. Um, we were talking about fathers, like mm. fatherhood. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was asking him about being a father and this and that. And then he started asking me, well, how is your father shaped you? And, da, da, da. and then I started telling him about you. And then he started tearing up about me talking about you. Oh, like, oh wow. Gosh, he's such a nice guy. Yeah, apparently he is. Yeah, he's very kind. Um, okay, last question. What celebrity should we showcase next week on The Vault? I know this is a stretch for you because you're not really a celebrity center. <laughs> I mean, when I watch them, they're doing their job and it's great and I appreciate their skills, but I don't know. I don't know it. I will say, I think it's your complete lack of like being swept up in celebrity and stardom that helps me do my job better. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, part of the reason why I don't, get caught up in a lot of the shows and TV because people are just people, people. to me. And, and you've always said that to me, which I've and, always remembered and carried that with me through Hollywood. And so all the glitz and glamour that you see on the stars, and it's nice to be entertained, but you, I always sometimes, not always, but I ask myself sometimes, are they a good person? Mm -hmm. You know? So all of that stuff really doesn't mean much to me, to be honest, mm -hmm. when I see all the color and the, tuxedos and the gowns and all mm -hmm. that stuff. I always think, are they a good person? And I'm sure a lot of them are. Mm -hmm. And then probably some of them are so nice. But, you I know. confirm both. Okay. <laughs> so, really so I don't like really, nice I don't people. think about that stuff. After yeah. I watch the movie, I just turn it off and I move to the next whatever it is. You mean after you watch the movie, you go to Access Hollywood so that you can get hot Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Access Hollywood, that's the one to be. That's the one to be. So on. by now, you're probably wondering how the hell they ended up in Hollywood <laughs> doing entertainment news reports. <laughs> I think it's good though. It's, it keeps me well adjusted. And I think I know my approach to interviewing and to interaction throughout all of my years in Hollywood has always been like, people are just people. And, you know, you appreciate their art. I appreciate their art and their yeah. work. And fame yeah. is a byproduct often of great talent. And I, but I think 
always remembering that and having that sense of sort of like down to earth groundedness about it all has helped me go far because I don't, I've never gotten so caught up or swept up in maybe the, the not so great portions of it, um, which is how I've been able to sustain this little career of mine. Yes, this, and this is just the beginning and this is a little career. Just imagine this is going to yeah. blow up even bigger. Ooh, ooh. You know, I just, just hope that in people watch the celebrities and the stars and talk about how wonderful they are, that they just remember that it's the person inside. It's the person inside that really you want to emulate or or try if they're good people. I always go back to being good. But just because they perform something great, like I said, doesn't mean that they're great, but you would hope or like to think that they are. So don't get too caught up in all of the glitz and glamour and stuff and and look for the substance. That's all. Amen, brother. Take us to church Um, on the vault. (laughs) <laughs> by Access Hollywood. Well, guys, if you didn't love him before, you gotta love him now. Now you see why I love him so much. Dad, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Vault. Yes, it's fun? been fun. I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it very much. And now this will live And I'm so happy to have met you all. And maybe one day we'll get to see each other in person. And see, now you see where I get the goof and the quirk. Once he warms up, once he takes off the the shy. <laughs> he okay. doesn't stop talking, trust me. <laughs> I get it honestly. Depending on what you're talking about. Oh my God. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Vault by Access Hollywood. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you in the yeah. next one. The Vault by Access Hollywood is hosted by Scott Evans and Zuri Hall, produced by Access Hollywood Digital's Jenny Depper and Rebecca Zamer, and Digital Media Management's Grant Rudder. Audrey Povar, and Ryan Middledorf, and Trey Boudet. Join us next week when we open up that vault again for more iconic celebrity interviews and all things entertainment. Rate, subscribe, and share.